Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tascari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. So hello, hello, folks. Welcome again to another episode of Faith Uncensored. And I have here with me today a very special guest. Uh, his name is Jeff Collins. He's a native Texan. He's an itinerant minister, and I, I was so pleased to have him because he was, he's one of the person that, in my mind, I thought I would interview when we started Faith Uncensored. Welcome, Jeff. Oh, it's so good to be with you, Ellie. So excited about being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for accepting. I know you're pretty busy. No, what a joy. What a joy. Believing that God's going to touch people even through this broadcast. Amen, amen. We have people, you know, we're starting picking up now. You know, we just started uh, like a, four weeks ago. We have um, six episodes out, out now. The seventh is coming out Monday. And uh, so we have a few listeners, so we were pretty happy. And really, we want to, the purpose of this podcast was to stir faith, you know, mm-hmm. and to say, hey, guys, wake up. <laughs> And also to stir the spirit of prophecy so we can prophesy to these dry bones and call them back to life. So good. Yes, yes, yes. So, Jeff, so I, I gave some, a small introduction about you saying you're an itinerant ministry. What, what does that mean for those who don't know about it? So, you know, the Lord visited me one day when I was a pastoring down in the hill country in a little you would say village, mm. small city there in the hill country, Mason, Texas. We would have morning prayer every day. And uh, I was outside after the prayer meeting with the, the brothers and was uh, just uh, watering the flowers. And all of a sudden, the Lord visited me. Mm. And just like that, he said these words, as I called Abraham to go out not knowing where, so I call you to go from this place. So I go home that <laughs> afternoon. I tell my wife we have four children. And uh, yeah, I said, uh, sweetheart, this is what Sorry, baby. <laughs> God has spoken to me. And then she just, uh, just smiled and said, oh, I know. He visited me too and said, as I called Sarah... <laughs> To go out following Abraham, so I call you to go from this place. Oh, wow. And so uh, the Lord watched over that word to perform it. And so basically, uh, Ellie, we were like a homeless family for about three years, and we would live wherever God would give us revival. Wow. Wow. You, you were just watering the flowers. You weren't praying. <laughs> you weren't seeking the Lord. Uh, you just were watering the flower. And you go home and your wife says, oh, baby, I know already. Hallelujah. Yeah, he oh. knows how to get our attention, doesn't he? Yeah. And also to say, you know, it's not that you're watering the flowers or you're doing something secular. or And everything, 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 we are submerged in the presence of God. That's so true. You know, Hallelujah. You know, as I'm talking to you now, I really feel the presence of the Lord. I hope you guys listening, you're feeling what we are feeling because God is here in this podcast and moving through these cables and through technology. I have no clue, I have no clue how it works, but the presence of God is here. So you, you go to your wife. You have four children. How, how, 
How they would have been, was- let's see, at that time period, my wife does the numbers better, but roughly, let's say, uh, 12, 10, 7, and 5. Oh, they were little. Yeah. They were little. They weren't going to school. Uh-huh. So how did you manage that? Well, you know, uh, we had a Christian school there, but my my wife had, was homeschooling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, we went to Nebraska to do a missions, you know, weekend and ended up uh, that over that weekend, uh, the pastors wanted us to stay and it was full on revival wow. for weeks. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And that, would ha- that's, that would happen again and again uh, over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I'm amazed. So you brought your children, so your children started traveling with you, you know, and it's good, you know, people take your children with you. If you travel and you're going on a mission trip, take your children with you mm-hmm. because it's, they're not delicate. They're not flowers. <laughs> they'll survive and they'll, and they'll teach their children too. I, I remember my parents doing evangelism, evangelistic campaigns, and they would, sometimes they would drag us there. Sometimes we would go happily. But they taught us that, and we're just reproducing what we saw them doing. So, Whoa. yeah. So tell me. Uh, so uh, you went to Nebraska, and then I you spoke. You told me today that uh, also um, later, you know, you were in the Middle East, uh, mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, uh, Europe, also Italy. If you guys don't know, I'm Italian, so he told me some stories, interesting stories about Italy. Can you tell us what are your experiences in these areas and? Um, how God moved. In those early days, uh, we started, actually, we had uh, this massive move of God down in Mexico, centered centered in uh, in and around Queretaro, which is about two hours north from Mexico City. God began to pour out His Spirit there, mm. and uh, it, it would be day after day after day. And one of the things that I would do is that I would just go to the plazas, to the open air areas of uh, cities, and just begin to preach the gospel there. Like, yeah, out of the blue, preaching the gospel. And then we would see miracles that would happen on the street sometimes, and that was always, I like to say, good for business. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, 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 yeah. The gospel shown to people. And then we started in a much stronger way, began to be intentional about going to regions. And when I say we, literally, uh, sometimes we would go multiple kind of evangelist types together, Mm -hmm. predominantly uh, Mexican, and I would be... Sometimes the only gringo. The gringo. <laughs> and uh, we would just go and just uh, bring heaven and and bring people to the Lord. And then then we would culminate with a, a big stadium event in that in mm. in that state where sometimes there would be thousands that would come. Mm. And then it was uh, a, a lot of church growth. There was this this wonderful great effectual door that was open in Mexico. Hmm. And then uh, I had been going back and forth into Europe also at that time, predominantly 
in uh, the Ukraine, Moldova, in, in Eastern Europe, Romania. We had a just a really a, a crazy uh, uh, um, amount of people saved in uh, the Old River Valley, which is near Brasov, Romania, mm. uh, amongst uh, the the Gypsy or the Roma. Yes. The Roma, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then also with the Hungarian and uh, wow. the Romanian background people, we just wow. I would preach stuff would happen, and then out of that churches would be formed. Mm. So, so like you said, stuff would happen, like um, miracles, signs. miracles. Can you tell us something that you were? I mean, everything God does is impressive, really, but something well, that. You remember? So, uh, yeah, uh, we would we saw, you know, we saw the lame walk. Hmm. Uh, I'm not aware of uh, the blind see there, but one of the coolest stories was uh, after the very first time, which was I was there roughly about eight to ten days. This is in Eastern Europe. Yeah, in Romania. We saw 400 people come to Jesus mm -hmm. in that time period. 400 people. And uh, it was in these really uh, small villages along the Old River Valley, which would be near Brasov, Romania. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was in Germany months later expecting to go on into to Poland but the Lord just spoke to me so clearly not to go to Poland, but to go back to to Romania. Huh, so yeah. I took my oldest daughter, who was living at the time there in Nuremberg, and we flew. Uh, but there was a man prior to that when he, the first time I came, I didn't know the man, but he got up in a, a meeting of the city after I had left and said, I will see to it that nothing like this ever happens in this village again. Oh. <laughs> and that afternoon, half of his house burnt down. Wow. Then when he found mm. out I was coming back under short notice, he, he vowed that he would kill me Wow. If, if I stepped foot in the village. We were supposed to start our meetings the first Thursday uh, in October, that would have been in 2002, quite some time ago. And uh, when he found out, he, you know, he said, I, I'm going to kill him. But we were delayed out of Munich and didn't arrive into the village until 4 o'clock in the morning mm. on Friday. But they had that man's funeral on Thursday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Because of the way that he My died, goodness. the fear of the Lord came on the My entire goodness. region. So the atmosphere was absolutely pregnant. And so wow. in that first meeting on the Friday, I'm we getting... saw five people healed of cancer wow. and other another 20 really strong miracles wow. uh, amongst them. So the mayor's wife, uh, of course, the, the news spread all over the region. My goodness. And uh, the mayor's wife had breast cancer. And so guess who wanted to see us but couldn't see us in the, 
in that village. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we agreed to host them at the hotel we were staying and really, you know, bless them with a great big meal. Uh And then at the last prayed for his wife, for her healing. And uh, the Lord healed her. And after that, he, the mayor said, listen, Jeff, anytime you come to this area, I want to see you first in my office oh my so we could talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. This is so beautiful. So beautiful. I, I have a question. Uh-huh. Now, I, I, I said I, I didn't prepare myself much, but I, I just had a question that I had in my heart. Why don't we see these things happening here in the U.S.? Or, yes, in the U.S. You know, um, they are happening here. Mm. And uh, we we do see see things, uh, and uh, I want to see more. Yes, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I want to see more. Yeah. But we have seen some crazy things. Uh, for instance, I was speaking to you earlier about the revival there in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It started uh, really strong. I was only supposed to do two meetings, and. Uh, all of a sudden, I just looked at a woman, and I pointed my finger to her. I said, woman, shout. And uh, shout. You told her to shout. Yeah. Huh. And uh, I don't know why I said did it. You know, I just all of a sudden, <laughs> I point my finger, woman, shout. And uh, she looked at me with this astonished look, and, and all of a sudden, she said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I didn't know (laughs) that cancer had destroyed her vocal cords. I just, I mean, I don't think about many times what I do. I just do it, you know, it just happens. And I didn't know that cancer had destroyed her vocal cords. I I can see her face right now. (laughs) I'm laughing uh, and crying. uh, (laughs) That's been so many years ago, oh and she God. is still going. And uh, and anyway, yeah, she 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 shouted her way to her healing. Oh. What was so funny about it is she was still so loopy from the anointing, and it was late, and it was a freezing cold night in Nebraska, and uh, she falls under the power trying to go out of the building late that night. And, and no one could get around her because anybody that stepped into her realm was going down too. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Bless God, I'm I'm tired. I'm going. I'm going to the hotel." And I took one step and went down too. <laughs> okay, <I need> you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Hallelujah! Yes, we want to f- we want to experience these things more. Thank you, Lord. To be to be our daily bread. <laughs> yes, and Lord. we want to be brave. We want to be brave, and we want to be um, speaking with boldness. We want to speak uncensored, right? Yeah. We want to speak with boldness about Jesus and command evil spirits to leave and declare healing over people. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I like to. Oh my goodness. So. Uh, this is a little bit 
What about um? You told me something about Italy. Can you tell? He told basically um like a thirty minutes ago we were just talking and he said something. He told us a story about Italy. Can you tell that story? I know I don't want to bore you, but it's too good not to hear. Let me take a drink of water first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So the story I told is um there in Turin or here we would say Torino. Uh, Italy, we would go to do these uh, prophetic conference weekend to empower and release the prophetic ministry to believers that were represented uh, a, a good uh, a good number of the different provinces of Italy. So it was just uh, the first morning, just wanted to just, you know, quote, out of the scripture in Second Corinthians 3, and then goes into 4, basically. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And exactly when I read the word liberty, uh, one of the, they had these blue ornate glass bottles of water, and uh, one of those bottle tops blew off and made a pop sound just as I declared it. Wow. And, uh, you know, <laughs> God bless the Italians. They just went crazy, you know. <laughs> they just start shouting, hallelujah, hallelujah, mama mia, mama mia. And, and, was, and uh, then, you know, eight hours later, that day was finished. Wow. And then uh, the next day, I just quoted again the next morning. And uh, the same thing happened exactly when I read or quoted uh, the word liberty. Another bottle blew off. Same result. Wow. And then on the third day, uh, the pastor's wife, precious woman, Daniela Ventura, she was reading in Italian Isaiah 61, mm. and the spirit of the sovereign Lord. And when she uh read that part to proclaim liberty to captives, another one blew wow. off. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. What kind of reaction people had? They were just all over the places now. Yeah, and okay. I just uh I just want I don't know who's listening, but you know, so many people walk in a, in a skepticism to the supernatural what we call supernatural here is the, the natural in heaven, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there's some that have no grid for those kind of things. And yet we have a God that just speaks and things happen. And, uh, and so because of, uh, uh, you know, what, what are signs and wonders for? Signs make people wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Signs and wonder, yeah. What is this what about? Is, mm, mm. It's just the the creative, the continuum of the creative genius of our our heavenly Father to continue to release things that defy what we can hold with our our carnal reasoning mm. and our mind, and they're just examples and releases of his. His unfailing love and goodness mm. to his children. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. A man, I'm, I'm just uh, amazed, you know, how he's good, 
and how he wants to be known as a dad, as a father. Yeah. I, I believe this is also part of the message that you carry, right? Mm -hmm. The father heart of God. Yeah. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the foundation. Yeah. It's the foundation, right? Yeah, and there's uh, way too many believers, they don't realize that they're carrying an orphan spirit. Mm. And, uh, you know, they... They feel like they have to prove themselves to the to merit the love of the Father. See, God doesn't just love us. God is love. Mm. And so there's no way that cannot. And in in the expressions of his love, he 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 whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. And when we use that word discipline, we think of some kind of really horrible kind of hurtful thing but it is love what he's doing it is easy he's bringing us back to the center we were created and like no other part of creation put within us this thing called a will or free volition the power to choose mm -hmm. we know that there are there are some in the animal kingdom that have some amazing abilities to do things, but they don't choose. <laughs> they don't choose God. They were made by God. Mm -hmm. But unique as uh, sons and daughters, we have uh, this power to choose life or choose death. Mm -hmm. We can choose all kinds of things. Yeah. But when we when we get it, that there's nothing better we can do with our life but to just he gave it to us so that we could give it back to him. Mm -hmm. And then I just want to see how much love of his love I can physically take. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to like oh be in goodness, the yeah. father's love distribution business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, amazing. Um, one of the revelations... <laughs> When so I, I was raised in church my whole life, you know. Uh, for for those who don't know, I am forty two, and I was a, I was born in a Christian family, a charismatic family, and um, knowing that God loved me was not a was no news for me. And I and I was like in my twenties. I was like, yeah, I'm a daughter of God. He loves me. Duh. He can't help it. And it was nothing special to me because I was just comparing his love to a human love or my father's, my mother's love. The love that you know is something familiar that I knew and I thought his love was like that. And I couldn't find it any special. But I knew that he loved me and I'm like, well, he can't help it. I mean, of course he loves me. But then in my 30s, that changed everything. He changed everything. He, um, he showed me that he loved me in a deeper way than my parents did, in a deeper way that a man could love me, that in a deeper way than my husband could love my children. You know, it was something, it's a, it's a different, different kind of love. Yeah. It's another, and it's another love. It's a love that we, we cannot return, of course, because we can do our best. That's why you, can, you can't return God's love or work it earn it or do something because his love is very unique and it's very unique for you. You know, it's a custom made love for you. So it doesn't love us equally and everybody. That's why I thought he would love me as he was loving another person. 
So it wasn't special. Mm-hmm. He's loving me equally to you. Mm-hmm. But then I understood that God's love was so custom made for me. It was like a beautiful dress just made for me. And he was taking care of every single detail of Whoa. my life. Everything that I knew I wanted in my heart, like you guys don't know, I wanted a house with hardwood floor so badly. And when we found it, <laughs> and we kept looking at houses, this was when we moved to the U.S., we kept finding, finding houses with tiles, 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 tiles. And they were overpriced, of course. And then we found that house with hardwood floor. And I'm saying this, it can be ridiculous or not a big thing, but for me, that was everything. You know, he takes yeah. care of all the details. And not to be, af- I'm not afraid anymore to ask God, I want to find a painting for my house because I want it to be like, you know, I'm not afraid. And some people think I don't want to bother God with my things, you know. God is eager, eager to bless you. Yeah. Ask me. Mm-hmm. But he wants to give you more than a painting. He wants really, in Psalm 2 it's written, ask me and I will give you the nations. Yes. And that it's a yes. promise that God is going to give you the nations. And I don't know who I'm talking to now. But if you have in your heart ministry and God has put in your heart a call for the nations, God is saying, ask, God is saying, ask me because I will give you what you're asking me for. Mm-hmm. So we, should, we, sh- we have to be bold in our requests to God. And don't, don't think that God is not. I heard people saying God is not a grocery sh- store that you go there with a grocery list. Well, it's true. He's not. He's into relationships. But at the same time, he's a father. And he wants to give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. A man. Well, um, you have a... <laughs> I'm amazed. Uh, when uh, Jeff came the first time, I don't know if it was the first time or second time, he's preaching tomorrow at Catch the Fire, our church. And uh, when he came, I think it was the second time. I don't remember all the details of the preaching. It was some time ago. But um, that uh, we live kind of in this... Uh, gated communities and we are losing kind of touch with the world and we we live this life that is protected we don't want to live a life that is protected we want to live a life that is um vulnerable we want to live in a vulnerable way and to be able to reach out to the world to the loss i mean for me personally this was a great strong message he can say it better i'm sure he can say it but uh not to to cut your own slice of peace because maybe you need, live it now in a nice neighborhood or finally you got the, the car of your dreams. You know, you got that car, the Lexus or the Mercedes or it's good to have, God is pleased to give you good things. But at the same time, we want to be aware of what's going on around us and to reach out to the lost because people are going to hell and it's a reality. And God is calling to his people to get them out. I mean, he has entrusted us with this as to be his ambassadors here on earth. And he's going to empower us. Sorry, I'm talking. Please. <laughs> so good. So um, how can people snap out of being, um, I'm sorry, selfish as I was looking for my American dream? How can we help people or advices that we can give people too? Yeah, if it's all right, Ellie, <laughs> I'd like to just follow up your mm-hmm. story about, you know, how you understood that your father was love and he would give you what you ask. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were using some of the actually the same scriptures. I, I mean, I was just last week 
mm. in uh, the heartland in central Illinois. And I was uh, uh, the middle part of it. I was in Lincoln, Illinois, mm. which is just uh, north from Springfield. And so many years ago, I was there speaking. And uh, and let's say there were 300 people on a, on a weeknight. And the anointing had come. And uh, everyone... Uh, was basically uh, under the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, well, they were on the floor. And uh, the anointing was still flowing. So, yeah, mm. I laid my hand on my head and went down also. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, the moment oh, hallelujah. I hit uh, the floor, I was immediately taken into heavenly realm. And it was a throne room experience. And... And uh, I was there, and I just knew that uh, I, I was so close that I wanted to ask. And so I asked for more of his love. I asked for more of, uh, you know, the anointing to see the sick or healed and uh, anointing to, you know, prophesy. I, I asked for two or three things, and then I felt ashamed kind of come over me and said, to the Lord, I said, Father, I'm so sorry. Seems like I'm every time I'm before you, I'm always asking you for something. Don't mm -hmm. you feel used? And with loving thunder, he spoke back just like this. I cannot feel used because I came to give. Oh. And then he would flash like a, you know, you would do like, you know, on a wall, read, flashed up on the wall. Uh, scriptures, and the first scripture he put up was um, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, mm. and and there was an underscore with the two words He gave. Okay. And then there was a download of the different Greek words for for uh, love, and of course the only thing in classical Greek that Paul could reach, and, and it was uh, uh, such a little used word, agape, which mm -hmm. means a, a love that just gives and expects nothing in return. But really, I mean, God, how do you define God's love? And uh, this, the second scripture was, for he is kind and generous to the unthankful and the wicked. And uh, there in Luke, and... His, he showed me that his love and generosity go out to those that may never name his name. But he just wants to show and reveal the greatness of his love and mercy. And uh, then he, the scripture asks that you may receive and uh, seek and you shall ask and it shall be given to you. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I realized I could do that, and I would have have no shame. And then the next scripture was, Hitherto asset you may receive, just what I just quoted. But uh -huh. And uh, I realized then that I could really ask him for anything, and he would mm. do it. Mm, so wow. then I came to this. I said, Lord, I don't want to ask for me now. I want to ask for the things that are on your heart. And then I quoted... Psalm 2, back to him, I ask you the nations. Wow. 
for my inheritance in the uttermost parts of the earth, my possession. Mm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'm so touched. Really, I'm so touched. Can you pray? Can you pray for the listeners? What God is putting in your heart. Lord, we thank you. And we declare right now that the struggle is over in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom that you bring. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that where you are, there is liberty. There mm-hmm. is freedom. We pray, Lord, that any that are cumbered about like Martha with so much doing, I ask you even right now for the spirit of revelation just to come to them and just begin to show them the things that are robbing them of precious time with you and uh, with what you have empowered and put inside them to do, Lord, that you would just come right now with the light of your revelation. We pray, Lord, also for what and who they represent. We we are ambassadors for Messiah. We are ambassadors for Christ. And it's as if he himself is pleading through us, be reconciled to God. I pray right now, Lord, that you would release in greater measure the ministry of reconciliation, especially in these days when there is such an attack of the enemy to try to break us down along ethnic backgrounds. Lord, you have made us as one in you, as one people. We ask you even right now for uh, the anointing to come right now and destroy the yoke of bondage. We thank you even also right now for release of the grace gifts for healing, spirit of prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. We thank you, Lord, just y'all for unusual signs and wonders being released to your people and through them. In the mighty name of Jesus, man. Amen. Amen. So, Jeff Collins, thank you so much for being here today. I mean, I cannot tell you guys how I I need to finish this interview because I'm crying because the power of God is so strong in this room now that really, (laughs) I don't know if I can go on, but it's been a pleasure to have you here. Uh, You really carry uh, a lot of love on yourself. This is what I feel. And um, you really carry um, a strong anointing, whatever you ask the Lord in his presence, I, I guess he gave it to you because I really feel it very strong. You, and Lord. I pray that all your prayers um, may be fulfilled and that you may live a long life and fulfill every word that has been written on the books about you. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. Thank you so much for coming. What a joy. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie, for okay. having me. Yeah, <laughs> It's an honor. Thank you, guys, and see you soon with another episode of Faith Uncensored. Stay blessed.